Welcome to the Freedom to Learn podcast, exploring freedom, autonomy and social justice in education. This recording was made at the 2020 Freedom to Learn online forum. So welcome everybody to this session on fake news and media manipulation. Uh, It's good to see you. Um, I'm going to introduce myself first. So my name is Tommaso and I am currently based in London. I come from Italy, um, but I grew up in Belgium and at the moment I'm doing a volunteering program at Watchcraft Folk. Um, So I joined them in March and uh, I will uh, go back to Belgium in September. So I'm very happy to be here and would you maybe like to briefly introduce yourself, so just telling me your name and where you are, if that's okay. I, I, I can follow the, the cameras on my screen, so Kobe, uh, if you want to introduce yourself, either in the chat or in the, or unmute your microphone as, as, you, want, as you want. Hi, I'm Kobe and I'm from South Ashland in the Kingdom. Okay. Then I see Amy. Oh, hello. Um, I'm here with Naomi, my 10-year-old. We're both interested. Okay. Cool. And then I see Izzy. Hello. Um, I'm Izzy. I'm from Norfolk. Okay. Then I see Charlie. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm in London in my house. Okay, cool. And I see Tasha. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Hi, I'm Tasha from London here with Charlie. Okay, thank you. Um, so before we start, I just have a slide. If you go, oh, oh yeah, if. Uh, slide with a few um, ground rules uh, just to make sure that the, that the session goes well. So uh, during this session we want uh, to have openness, meaning that we are open to what everyone says and that we, um, yeah, that just we, we're open to hear what they have to say. Um, we also want to keep the conversation in the room, meaning that what we share uh, during this session uh, will not be shared outside of this space. So this is a safe space and you can feel free to to share things. Uh, then we want to have a non-judgmental approach. So we're not judging other people for what they say or for who they are. Uh, and we want everyone to feel <clears throat> comfortable. Then we have a right to pass, meaning that uh, even though you're very encouraged to participate, and to ask questions if you don't feel comfortable or if you don't want to share something. Uh, you can also just listen to what others say. Um, then we have, we make no assumptions on what other people are or what they think. And we listen to others, of course. Um, we always try to use respectful language. So even we, if we disagree with one another, um, we always try to express that in a respectful way. 
um, you're very encouraged to ask questions and to intervene. This is supposed to be a, an interactive session, I hope. So feel free to uh, ask questions whenever you are. So you can either maybe, if you have your camera on, you can raise your hand and then unmute the microphone. Or if you feel more comfortable, you can also type it in in the chat and I will read it out loud for you. And we also have at the end a few resources if you, for young people, if you need help and advice uh, on different topics. So uh, let's start the session. Um, this session is about fake news and media manipulation for uh, spotting biases. So we're going to try to understand what fake news are. Uh, we're going to try to define it and uh, see some example of fake news. And we're also going to try uh, to find ways to spot biases in media and in, uh, in, in the world around us, basically. So to start off, I'd like to ask your first question. So when you think of fake news, how would you define, uh, how would you define it? Um, when you think of fake news, what would be your definition? So feel free to either unmute a microphone or write in the chat. You can think about it for a few seconds. You can see Charlie is thinking. Sophie says some, something misleading or untrue. Any other thoughts? So if you can't think of a definition, let's say, oh, Kobe says, when some information put out by a big company is not true. So again, something that is not true. Amy, Amy says, something not true to change opinions and give a biased perspective on, some, on something. Kobe says, not just by a big company. And Tasha, said, Tasha says, something that news that is designed to misinform so, yeah, many of you say something that is not true, that is not fact-based, and that is uh, designed to misinform people. I think that's uh, a trend in your answers. And can you think of examples of fake news that you might have encountered online or somewhere else? The Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's a definitely a, a, a newspaper that uh, it's very controversial to say the least. Can any of you think of specific um, news or news stories that they have heard or seen that they might really think are big news? Sophie says, Donald Trump said that someone wasn't born in the USA when she was. Yeah, well, it's difficult to find in running mate. Yeah. I think that's a good example. 
Any other examples? Tasha says, coronavirus is just the same as the flu. Yes, that's something that uh, has been very, that, that I've also seen on the internet and on social media. Does anyone else have other examples? Otherwise, I'll just move on to the next slide, which gives a definition of fake news, which is very similar to many of the things you identified. So fake news uh, refers to articles or posts that appear to be factual, but which contain intentional lies, pretending to be facts, um, which are intended to influence people, attract viewers, or deceive them. So well done to you, because I think it, this definition is very close to what you've said. So it's um, news that contain things that are untrue, as many of you said, and which are aimed, uh, which aim to influence people, attract viewers, and misinform them, as many of you said. Does any of you have any question or would like to add something? All right. Let's move to the next slide. So I read out this sentence. So rock is the best music on earth, says rock artist. Would you say this is fake news or not? And why? Kobe says it's an opinion. And it's fake. Kobe says it's an opinion. It's fake. Amy says it's a possibly biased opinion. Any other thoughts? Sophie says, but rock music is the best music on earth. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, an opinion as well from Sophie. Tasha said that it's exaggerated. Easy says, there's no right answer for what is the best music, so that topic will always be an opinion. Yeah, I think music is some, something very subjective, as you say, which depends on our own preferences. So let's go to the next slide, which says, this isn't fake news. This is what we call, we call bias writing, as many as some of you said. So biased writing occurs when a writer shows favoritism or prejudice towards a particular opinion instead of being fair and balanced. It is usually pushed, it is usually used to push people towards a particular point of view. So um, biased writing is a bit more um, subtle than fake news in the sense that 
it may contain uh, some truths. Uh, but as the definition says, it's uh, biased, so it tends towards um, presenting something either very positive or very negative. And in this case, of course, uh, yeah, it's a very subjective thing. Um, so uh, biased writing is a bit more trickier to identify and it's easier to fall into the trap of biased writing rather than fake news, which sometimes are just uh, very easy to identifiable, even if many people believe in them, unfortunately. So let's see what kinds of biases uh, we can find. So we can have uh, positive bias, so exaggerated, exaggerated praise for the subject being written about, as uh, Tasha was saying before. Uh, we can have negative bias, uh, which is usually entails attacking the subject matters and highlighting the reasons why it is bad. And, and then we have a balanced or neutral perspective, which is the opposite of bias. And this type of writing usually should not include an opinion, but, uh, isn't, but uh, should instead be neutral and factual. So I would say most um, news outlets uh, have biases um, and um, it's important to, of course, read different um, news sources so that we get different um, sides of the same story and we can make up our own mind about something. Now let's see some examples of newspaper headlines. And you tell me if there is a positive bias, a negative bias, or if you think it's relatively balanced. So first we have a headline by The Sun, um, which reads, believe in Britain with a, uh, yeah, with a play of words with the word leave in the context of Brexit. Um, yeah, what do you think about this headline? Kobe says very convincingly that it's biased. In what way is it biased, do you think? says it's influencing the person who wrote its opinion. Yeah. Amy says that it's biased. It depends on your perspective, which way. And Tasha says it's a positive bias. Uh, I guess because it presents Brexit as a positive thing. Sophie says it's not even news. It looks like propaganda. And Amy agrees. 
Um, I think, yeah, um, I think in general, the idea we have of newspapers and is that they should be as objective as possible. And I can see Sophie's point that this feels a bit like propaganda because it, cl it clearly leans uh, on one side and doesn't present the full picture. So it, it's definitely biased. Let's go, let's see the, the second one, the New York Times uh, headline, which reads, men walk on the moon, and then astronauts land on plane, collect rocks, plant, fly. How does this headline seem to you? Does, does it look balanced? Amy says it looks balanced. Kobe says balanced as well. Easy agrees, said it's balanced. And Sophie says, so long as someone did actually land on the moon. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I think we agree that this is Charlie says, why no girls? I'm, I'm not sure I ain't got that. So yeah, I think as many of you said, this, um, this headline is quite balanced. And I think also because uh, when we have less controversial topics so when we just have to describe an event such as the landing on the moon even though there are um, some people that uh, still believe that um, it never happened when we describe an event that is not very controversial it is easier to uh, be more balanced and neutral but with some, something like uh, Brexit which is very polarizing, meaning that um, people have very strong opinions on it, um, it can be easier to perceive it uh, from either side as uh, biased towards one side of the, or the other. Let's go to the next one by the Daily Express. I want to focus on the big title, which says, it's no chaos. And they still claim it's global warming. So this headline basically, uh, what it's trying to say is it says that because it's, it was snowing at some point, um, that meant that global warming um, is not happening. That's how I interpret it. I don't know if you interpret it in the same way. Amy says that it's negative bias and that it's stupid. I would tend to agree with you. Any other thoughts on the Daily Express title? Sophie says it's trying to say that global warming is fake news. Yeah, basically that's what it's trying to say, even, even though it doesn't explicitly say it like this. But that's the message, message behind it, definitely.
yes, as Charlie said, I think it's a good example of negative bias. And then the last uh, headline, which comes from an American online news site, which is called Breitbart, um, which reads, birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. What do you think of this one? Do you think it's bias or maybe is it even fake news, this one, or maybe you think it's balanced? What do you think? Kobe says that it's biased and maybe fake. Amy says that it's negative bias, fake news, and rude, definitely. And Sophie says that it's also sexist and fake news. Yeah, I would agree. I would, I would agree that this is maybe not even classified. It's beyond fake news, probably. But yeah, it's definitely very sexist and biased and, of course, untrue. So let's move on to the next slide. So I have a few questions for you. So um, how often do you, how often and where do you read or hear biased things? So this is more about your personal experience with uh, bias uh, writing at fake news. Kobe says TikTok every day. That's an interesting one. So on on, on social uh, media, you 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 come across biased things. And what what kind of of content is do you come across, for example? Any other places where you read or hear biased things during your everyday life? Oh, so Kobe says, on TikTok you hear sometimes political, racist and sexist biased opinions. Okay. I've never used TikTok, so I don't know. I didn't know this was uh, something that happened on TikTok. Sophie says, friends and family can share fake news with each other, believing it's true. I think that's a very important point because fake news is something that when it happens within a group, it tends to um, reinforce itself. So people start to share things and only listen to, to people who share the same opinions. And, and then it, became, it becomes very... Uh, difficult to become exposed to uh, different opinions and, and therefore to change our minds. Easy says that on Twitter there's a lot of people just putting their opinion out there, which is more regurgitating other fake news. Yeah, I agree with you. Twitter is uh, a place where it's very easy to come across. Uh, yeah. Bias, bias news and fake news. Amy says online news. 
it's it's not just what's reported it's what isn't reported and kobe says my friend's mom is into these obviously fake conspiracy theories that say very inappropriate racist and sexist things like saying black lives matter is all stupid and it is calm yeah unfortunately uh these uh kind of news are very um they also tend to go viral online so uh, many people are exposed to them and uh, if someone doesn't have the the tools to distinguish them from uh, news that are more reliable it's very easy to uh, become influenced by them so the second question is what are some some of the reasons you think some people or some news outlets uh, are so biased so why don't they report things in a more um, balanced way you think Amy says pushing their own agenda. Yeah. So basically they have some preconceived ideas that they want to um, convey and so they try to fit everything into their ideas. So he says because of their own beliefs, definitely some uh, sometimes it's just the people who write the, uh, the articles that have some strong opinions and that is reflected in their writing. Tasha says to appeal to their audience. Definitely, and this joins what Izzy says uh, when she says that it gets more views and shares and they conform to what the media and public want to read about. I think this is a very important point uh, because uh, news that are uh, um, more they have like headlines that attract people because they are um, very extreme or very biased tend to sell more Some, so sometimes newspapers also do it for economic reasons so he then says people might be funding them in a particular way to spread a particular narrative definitely so the funding behind newspapers is uh, a very important things to be aware of. Natasha says to make things seem more black and white than they are and to set people against each other. Yes. Um, as we were saying, for example, on the Brexit debate, which is something that is very polarizing, uh, and this is a tactic that can be used on many other subjects, so it's a, a very good point. Amy says, lack of training or understanding of journalists or those who can be manipulated, for example, to get a job. Yes, so sometimes individual journalists are just not, maybe they don't have the time to uh, explore a topic in depth and report on it correctly, or maybe they are not paid enough. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a good point. And, and Charlie says, because people find it and it 
left might be interesting. So again, um, uh, because of the audience and because of the people it, it attracts. Yeah, some very interesting points. Thank you for that. And the last question uh, that I'd like to ask you is, what impact could biased writing have on the person or community who reads it? So why, basically, why is, what, what is the effect of, bi of biased writing? Why is it good? Why is it bad? Sophie says that it can confuse people. Definitely so people cannot distinguish between what's true and what's accurate and what's not. Um, Amy says that people take, take sides because of biased writing and this creates conflict. Yes. Izzy says that it's very damaging to people's views if they take the first news article they see as factual and go on and spread biased writing or hate that may come out of that. Um, definitely, so again, when you say hate, it's, it's a bit similar to what Amy says, that it creates conflict, basically. Tasha, again, says division increases anger. So yeah, many of you says that it creates divisions, uh, hate, conflict. And Amy says that it that people could potentially act in ways that harm their own or others' health. Yes. So, for example, in the context of this uh, pandemic, uh, some, uh, someone, else, someone uh, was saying before that uh, they had come across some um, uh, news that says that the coronavirus was the same as the flu, and it wasn't very harmful. So, in this, that, that's a good example. Uh, of ways in which it could harm uh, other, others' health. And so it also says that it can hurt people's reputation and lives. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, if a news story about someone goes viral, um, even if it's not true and then uh, it's uh, rectified later, but the, sometimes the damage is already done because many people have read it and not everyone will have read the, the actual true story afterwards. So many people will still believe what was originally shared. And Amy says that fiction can become fact. So by this, I, I, I assume you mean that sometimes inaccurate news can become so... Uh, common and, and so many people can, uh, can believe them that they almost become true in a sense that many people will just assume that they are true when in fact they're not. So Izzy says, cancel culture is really toxic and damaging. Do you want to expand a little bit on that maybe? for people who don't know what cancer culture is.
just leave you a few seconds to write it in the chat maybe if you want but yeah in general some very good points um, as you describe many different ways in which fake news can be damaging for society and for individuals as well so let's move on to the next oh so so Izzy says about cancel culture so she says that it's when something controversial is found is found out about the celebrity so maybe they had a racist tweet years ago and then the news tells people to stop supporting them as a result and they and they lose lots of reputation and then she said it's needed to an extent but it's often blown out of proportion yeah i think this is similar to what sophie was saying about ruining people's reputations if things go viral very quickly even about things uh, that happened uh, many years ago so yeah thank you for sharing that and amy says yes and the, and the fear of it can censor others so some people have stopped doing stand-up in case they are misinterpreted and cancelled so yeah this creates a bit of a climate of fear in the sense that people are more uh, uh, maybe scared is a bit of a strong word but they are more careful of what they decide to share with others because they they know that uh, it might backlash all right let's move on to the next slide which is about what's called the middle ground fallacy so the middle ground fallacy is defined as assuming that the middle ground between two extremes is necessarily correct just because it is in the middle ground so like defined like this it might, it might sound a bit confusing so let's see an example so let's imagine person a uh, yeah let's imagine person a says that climate change is not real and we shouldn't do anything about it so this will be a quite uh, extreme position this could be uh, yeah this could be described as quite an extreme position then let's imagine person B says the opposite so he or she says that climate ch climate change is an emergency and we should take immediate radical measures to tackle it so this is the opposite of what person A says and the middle ground between these two positions um, would be that climate change is somewhat of a problem and we should take uh, some steps to address it in the future so as you can see um, the middle ground so person C the last sentence would appear to be the kind of reasonable uh, compromise between the two positions and it might appear to be the 
the one that is more the closer to reality. Um, while well, in fact, uh, could, a strong case could be made that person B is uh, actually closer to reality and that, is, that her, her or his statement is more accurate. So um, it's very important not to assume that uh, the, the, the opinion that is on the middle ground or that is more moderate is always the most accurate. I hope this makes sense. Do you have any other examples of, can you think of any other examples of, uh, on this middle ground policy? Or do you have any questions or? Sophie says, yes, this is so interesting. Um, and yes, I think this is quite tricky sometimes to identify. Kobe says, this is a sort of debate that you see a lot on the news in real life. You mean this debate about climate change? Yeah. Yeah, definitely this is quite it's a conversation that could happen in real life, definitely. Sophie says that I feel sometimes people share a middle ground as some kind of compromise, but actually it's just disruptive to what the reality is. Yeah. And he says, sorry, Mr. Bit, but there's a lack of understanding of science and how it helps provide evidence to back her perspective and why that adds weight. So this is a very good point. So um, to assess whether a statement is the closer to reality, we shouldn't just go for the middle ground, but actually look at the evidence that's behind it and, uh, and what supports it. So in the case of climate change, um, even though some of you might disagree, but I think there's a, a strong case could be made, as, as could be made, as Amy says, based on science, that person B is quite is correct, and that the middle ground is there is yeah, it's it's just not as accurate as person B. So yeah, it's always something to keep in mind when reading the news. And Tasha says, yes, also experts backing against the majority view in peer-reviewed places. Yes. So again, um, it's always important, especially in subjects like climate change, they are very much scientifically based uh, to check what uh, the actual scientific evidence is. And Sophie says, not, it's not always easy to know especially when science changes and progresses. There are trust issues, I think, around information that is shared. Yes, that's why it's very tricky to, uh, yeah, to find, there might be a consensus in the scientific community, but the way that it's transmitted to the public is 
is much more tricky. And Tasha says that there are also different motivations and conflicts of interest. Uh, yeah, all, all of this makes um, make, makes this much more complicated. And Amy, Amy says that that goes back to lack of understanding of what science is and how it can change as evidence changes. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to the next slides. And now I want to talk briefly about your personal experience with biases and so I have a few questions. So what do you think are some of your own biases and where do they come from? So basically this question could be rephrased as why do we think what we think? And why do other people think in different ways? Why do we have the opinions that we have and where do they come from? So Kobe was saying, for example, before that um, some, I don't know if it was your friend or your mom's friend that believed in conspiracy theories, for example, why do you think uh, some people might be led to believe that? Tasha says that the school system and the bias it brings definitely education uh, in the school system is a very important factor Sophie says sometimes that there, there are biases we don't know we have other times they might be more intentional I have feminist biases but I think that is a positive thing I would agree with that and but I think you make a very important point in the sense that Many of the biases we have, um, we are often not aware of them. They are just kind of subconscious and we might not be able to identify them ourselves, even though they are, they influence the way we think and the way we, the, uh, yeah, the opinions we have. Um, let me go back. So Izzy says, I think bias come, comes from who you surround yourself with and what news and information you have access to or are told at school. Um, so yeah, again, school is a very important um, element here and also the, the, your, uh, the people, like, like you say, the people you surround yourself with. So your friends and family and the way they influence you are very important elements. Amy says, the doc people are more empathetic. That would be a good example of biased, a biased opinion. Uh, Kobe says, 
because of the fake news they have been exposed to would lead them to, would lead them to see the conspiracy conspiracy conspiracies more and more making them believe them more and more so yeah it's it's kind of a of a vicious circle in the sense the more they read fake news the more they believe in them and the more they are exposed to, to, to them so yeah good point Amy says is being informed the same as a bias what do people think is being informed being the same as bias do you want to expand a little more on that well, what what you mean with with the question Sophie says that people with bias think they are informed yes sometimes people who be, who have by, very biased thinking have also very strong self-belief about their opinions and it's very difficult to for them to change their minds Amy says that she agrees with Sophie and you can never tell all the information and we choose our sources. And Pasha says not being aware of logical fallacies, the ways news places try to manipulate, lack of diversity in our own community. Very good points. And the third question on the slide is, do you think it's easier to recognize biases that we disagree with or those that we agree with? Kobe says that it's easy to recognize both. says that it's I think it's easier to point out other people's mistakes or biases than it is to look at our own especially with controversial news topics and Tasha agrees and she says that it's easier to recognize the one we disagree with Amy says the same it's easier to recognize it when we disagree and Charlie is not sure So I think the, the biases we agree with, uh, to recognize them, we have to question, question ourselves, basically, which I think sometimes can be a bit tricky because it might be a bit uncomfortable sometimes to change our minds and accept that what we believed may not be, may not have been true. So we, we have to accept that 
uh, we have to change our minds while um, the ones we disagree with, we have an incentive that almost to recognize them because they actually reinforce what we already believe. All right, let's move to the final few slides of this session, which is about how can we spot biases? So once we know what biases are, we know what fake news are, and we know they are, uh, they can be bad for communities, for society, and for individuals. How do we spot them when we see them? How can we uh, be informed? How can we, um, yeah, how can we inform ourselves with uh, accurate information? Sophie says, look to, look to see the origins of the information. Yeah, so check out the sources from which we read. Kobe says he agrees. What other things can we do? Either says you can try and get as many different opinions as possible and decide your own opinion based on a range of places. So yeah, in addition to checking the sources, we can we can try to read as many sources as possible and then we can make up our own minds based on which we found more convincing. Kobe says fact-based articles would not be biased. Definitely always check the evidence, as in the case of, of climate change before, always check if they are backed by facts and by science and by, yeah, so good point. Izzy says that also statistics can always lie and be manipulated with lots of different things. That's a good point. So facts can also be presented in certain ways to make them say certain things, um, which makes it tricky sometimes. And as you say, with statistics, um, that can always be done to misinform people. Amy says, like, uh, similarly to what Sophie had says, go back to your original source uh, and see the, the quotes, the data that's behind it. Very good points. Tasha says, education on language, manipulation, good, bad, science, good, bad, good and bad science. And Easy says, for example, if the sample is only from one group of people, the data won't be able to be sized up to the general population, which may, which may be inferred in a news article. Yes, that is a good example of how statistical data can be 
manipulated to make it say a certain, a certain things while um, it might not be completely objective. And Amy says, look at which perspective has been missed out or minimized. It's a very good point. So always check if all the different voices have been given a voice and have been able to express their opinion. Tasha also says, read to the end. The headlines are so poor and misleading and fact hunting. These are very good points, which most of them are on the list, which I have on the next slide. So what I've written down is, how can you spot biases? The first thing I've written down is to be open-minded and ready to change your mind. So um, yeah, always be ready if you find something that is convincing and that is fact-based and that goes against what you thought before. Well, uh, yeah, it's good to be ready to accept it and just change our minds. Uh, the second point I wrote is to always question and be critical of what you read, even if you come across uh, something that you found on a source that you think is reliable and that you read often and that you trust. Uh, you always have to try and be critical and always double check the information that you read or that you see. As some of you said, it's important to read different news sources to get the full picture and to get uh, different sides of the same story. Um, then decide what, what sources of information are more reliable. So once you start reading the news a bit more regularly, you will uh, find that some uh, news sources are a bit more reliable and that you can trust them a bit more. So. Um, yeah, maybe make a list of, new, of news sources that you find reliable and check them out regularly. Um, double check the information you read. So as uh, many of you hear what we're saying, always uh, check different news sources. And then the last point is think about biases the writer might have um, and the newspaper might have, and I would add, you yourself might, might have when you read the story and be aware of them, basically. Um, so yeah, this brings, brings me to the end of this session. Um, do you have any questions or anything you would like to share before, uh, before we close the session? I can see some thumbs up. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Learn podcast. For more information about our work, check out our website at freedomtolearn.uk and find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram.